Today, I'm sitting down with pharmacist, pioneer of clean skincare, and co founder of the organic pharmacy, Margot Morone. From her studies in herbal medicine to her daily well being routine and yogic practices, Margot has such a rich story that I can't wait to share with you all. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable in Maine has been an incredible journey so far, and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other, it can be sometimes quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to welcome our guest for today, Margot Morone. A pharmacist with a huge passion for homeopathy and nutrition, Margot is the co-founder of The Organic Pharmacy, a full range of certified organic beauty products. Going far beyond the norm, not only did Margot launch a homeopathic dispensary in a London-based clinic, but she also registered the brand with the Royal Pharmaceutical Society of Great Britain, offering a 360 approach to holistic wellness with personalised assessments and treatments. Her steadfast nature with nurture approach throughout her 20 years with the brand was truly a groundbreaking moment in the wellness space and something I was especially excited to see her continue with a recent grooming line for dogs, Charlie and Co Naturals. As you all know, I'm a huge dog lover and so naturally felt drawn to this brand too. But it really does speak to to Marga's innate understanding of well-being in all forms. So it's such a pleasure to speak with you today, Margot. Thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you so much, Akash. And what a beautiful introduction. I, I, I was almost impressed with myself. You should be. And it was hard to condense it in a small intro, but um, it's just amazing to see all you've done over the years. But I would love to sort of start at my normal first question. It's a tough one, but I think I'm curious to see your response. So in a nutshell, who is Margot? Oh, gosh, that's such a great question. Thank you so much. Um... I guess uh, Margot is a student of life. That's, that's how I see myself. Um, every day is more learning. Um, you know, I've worked really, really hard to lose my identity um, and to become nobody, which is a very, very difficult thing to do. Um, and so if you strip everything away, then uh, that's basically what I am. I'm a student of life. I love that. And I think it's it's truly, it shows, I think the best journeys in life is when you never stop learning because we always can learn something new every single day and from many people. Um, so I think it's, it's a beautiful answer. Um, I would, I'd love to start a bit at the beginning. So where were you born and raised? Uh, was it in yeah. London? And- no, I was born and raised in Iran, um, oh, ah. pre-revolution Iran. And yep. I moved to the UK when um, I was... 10, which was in 1977. Wow. And what was, do you have any like initial memories of like, I want to say beauty, well-being, wellness, um, growing up in, yeah. in both maybe Iran, but also in, in, in England? Definitely. Uh, Akash, I remember going to the bazaar with my mum and my grandma and um, looking at all the different spices and herbs and, and the, the bazaar um, pharmacist had his his sort of herbs everywhere. And my mum would go and say, oh, you know, 
somebody in the family's got a cough and somebody in the family's got a stomachache. And there was always a natural remedy that you would use to treat something. And then, of course, if you couldn't treat it naturally, then you'd go to the doctor. So I, I remember all of that as the basis of, you know, hot and cold foods, as it very much is in Ayurveda. We're very aware of what we eat. We're very aware of how we behave. And we're very aware of herbs and to use them in our everyday life. That's so true. I mean, I would love, uh, obviously I know, but for anyone listening, could you explain a little bit about Ayurveda from your point of view? Yeah, of course. Um, I had the great, great, great um, fortune of uh, going to India and doing an Ayurvedic retreat which was on my dream list for years and years and years. Um, and I learned so much during that retreat. Um, th- what really amazes me, um, Akash, about Ayurveda is how much the Ayurvedic doctor can tell from your body, uh, from your pulse, from all of that. So I guess it's, it's quite similar to all the different traditions in the world where the Chinese doctor has their tools uh, and Ayurvedic doctor has his tools. Um, and the, the obviously the four doshas, um, what we eat, how we um, live. Uh, and of course, the most important thing, which again flows through every tradition, is the panchakarma, which is the cleansing of the body. And it's something that I truly, truly believe in. We cannot remain healthy unless we cleanse our body. Exactly. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And uh, it, you know, what's beautiful is like, so growing up, my grandma used to obviously, um, being from an Indian root, have a lot of Ayurvedic herbs around us and rituals. I didn't really understand what it was back then. I just thought they were like magic potions. Often that smelled really bad, but did really good stuff for you. And uh, and now it's so funny, um, kind of, A, I've got a brand all around Ayurveda, but seeing how... How actually these ingredients, adaptogens, they don't discriminate, right? They've just been landlocked and often stayed in India or, you know, within communities. But uh, now the whole world is so open to learn and kind of go backwards, right, to go forwards. Uh, this is a 4,000 to 5,000 year old science. That's, um, that literally means knowledge of life, science of life. And it's great to see whether it's Ayurveda, TCM. A lot of these practices are really being really sought for by people and we understand why right it's because of look at look at the world we live in today i mean there's a lot going on and a lot of stresses social media pandemic everything so i think it's so great to see um even like just brands being able to still harness that part or a very minute part of this amazing science and make it more accessible Absolutely, Akash. I think one thing we need to remember is that we are not separate from nature. We are part of nature. Um, You know, us and our planet and Mother Earth, we're we're all one. Um, And, you know, our planet gives us abundance and it gives us all the solutions to all of our problems, more or less. And if you go back to the basics, you know, uh, Holy Basil uh, has been used uh, for, for thousands and thousands of years for Um, treating depression, for treating uh, all sorts of mind, mental issues, stress, anxiety, um, turmeric, the the, the number one immune booster, anti-inflammatory. So these are things that are freely available to us and we are just scientifically discovering them. So it's not like we're discovering them, they've always been there. Now science is backing the, the... activity of, of these ancient remedies. 
Exactly. And I think it's kind of like the reality of like, these are passed down by tradition. So before it was always like, my grandma told me it works, but now it's like, okay, like it's good to have some clinical. So even building Fable and Maine, it's like it's quite <laughs> funny to be like, I tell my merchants, I'm like, trust me, this works. Like it has, it works. We know it works. And they're like, okay, gosh, but we need some data. Yeah. Like, okay. I got you. And I look in the market and there isn't much data, especially in hair care with, with some Ayurvedic ingredients. So we are, and, and often these labs and you work with, you know, different um, labs around the world that will often provide you perception tests, clinical tests and et cetera. They, um, they often look for those sometimes chemical ingredients that allow them to give those claims. So even for them, we're doing a lot of work educating them to say, okay, this is a herb, this is a natural ingredient. You need to start learning how to test it and give us these claims because um, they do work, right? Um, so it's, 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 science is amazing how um, it, it adapts and moves, but um, it's so important more than ever today, 100%. Absolutely, absolutely. So I know you studied pharmacy at, uh, at King's and then you also did homeopathy. And so, so tell us a little bit about your experience learning and studying. Um, yeah, of fields. course. So my first job was as a Saturday girl in my local pharmacy um, uh, when I was 15. And I remember looking at the pharmacist with all the different rows and rows of bottles and the bottles, um, all with their Latin names. And I always thought, oh, I wonder what that one does. I wonder what that one does. Um, and watching the pharmacist just make the potion or the cream, um, it was all very mysterious back in the day, all based on natural uh, remedies and recipes still. It just goes to show how old I am. Um, and um, it really prompted me to go and study pharmacy, which I did. And I specialized in pharmacognosy, which is a science of herbs. Um, so that is very much based on the, the molecules and the science in herbs and how they work on our health and our well-being. Um, and so I, as my, my journey as a pharmacist then, um, I remember thinking, well, if all of this is available, then why aren't we using it as much as we should? Because really in pharmacy, it's very little that's used in the mainstream. Um, and one of my things as a pharmacist, one of my missions was, well, how can I change that? Um, and I was always known as the strange one because I would always recommend the herbal tinctures and the herbal remedies over the, the chemical ones. But it wasn't until I discovered homeopathy that really changed everything for me. And that really taught me the science of disease. As a pharmacist, I was taught that there's a disease and there's a symptom and a remedy. Whereas homeopathy taught me the much deeper value of that, which is it's so much deeper than that. It's much more um, mental, emotional. So first, it's an emotional imbalance, which then manifests itself physically. And by balancing the emotion, you can then help with the physical. And that completely transformed my life. And that was when I discovered about organic. It was when I discovered about chemicals and cosmetics. And that's really what led me to, to start the organic pharmacy. It was a it was a passion that just wouldn't leave me alone. And I'm sure that you've been through that and felt that. It's like it's an external force that's just pushing you and pushing you and pushing you and making you do something, which hopefully will will benefit other people. 100%. And, and it has. Uh, I mean, I can tell you I'm a huge fan of the organic pharmacy, having 
born and raised in London. Uh, I've been to many of your stores at Smile Bone One, etc. And it's incredible to see how it's grown. But I know it started initially um, in on the King's uh, Road location. To so tell us about the beginning. Yeah. Oh my God, that was uh, it was it's crazy to think back. Um, so so it, we we were basically sub zero. By that I mean no no funding no track record, um, a brand new idea. N- nobody really understood what I was talking about. Um, and I got very, very lucky um, and found a bank manager at NatWest who um, said, oh, yeah, bring me a business plan. I'd never done a business plan in my life, um, had no idea where to start. So it literally was the, the um, I mean, I didn't even know what to call it, Akash. I started from zero and pen and paper pen and paper and just had their template and just filled that in and then put it together as a business plan submitted it to her um and she said okay we'll 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 give it a go but the interesting thing was that we were looking for a store and, and nobody would um give us one because we had no track record had nothing um and suddenly things align themselves and I'm sure you've come across that that when you're when you're on your right path things just align themselves and opportunities come Uh, and there was one that came on the King's Road um, back in the day and we walked in and everything was just smooth it all just went so smoothly and I remember walking into that store and thinking wow this has such great energy Um, and and you know, my whole dream and idea was that it had a clinic, it had beauty rooms, it was a it was a whole centre where you could come and just feel better. Um, and I have to say, you know, for the first three years, I, I worked in the store, um, and the amount of people that I saw, and the customers that I saw, um, and the emotion, emotional wellness, and things that that we treated um, on that shop floor still astounds me you know people would come in with cancer with depression with you know all sorts of deep deep emotional problems and physical ones and it was just for me it was like okay what do I need to do to get them better and that's how really how the organic pharmacy sort of system came about which was nutrition detox tinctures homeopathic remedies the whole lot topical Um, And that's how the skincare began, because I really wasn't planning on launching a skincare brand. It just happened because, you know, the customers were asking for it. That's amazing. So so did you, um, like, just the beginning of your journey, did you envision to it to you know expand in you know over 40 countries and and you know take over retail in in England or were you literally like step by step we'll see the journey how it goes it literally was organic um what we were very lucky yeah no pun intended What, what I never intended on launching a brand I never intended on having skincare it literally was once it it was mainly healing I I wanted to help people heal and all the tools were there to support what the customer needed and how they could heal. Um, it just so happened that people loved it and it was just right at the time. And, and it, was a, it was a really new approach to organic, I think, at the time because um, back then organic was considered to be really grungy and, you know, really not very fun, not very elegant in terms of formulations, uh, didn't smell very good and didn't work. And so nobody really wanted to use it and nobody certainly wanted to say that they used it. 
But, you know, we, we wanted to package it in a more sexy way and make it more accessible and more fun for people to use, but also to deliver results. And that's that's really is the basis uh, of the organic pharmacy. So I know a lot of the products you can now find in, in, in leading retailers like Selfridges, et cetera, but also your website. Um, can you paint us anyone listening a little bit about your products uh, the portfolio and your best sellers yeah of course so um funny enough skincare is is um our best seller specifically anti-aging so our antioxidant serum and gel duo which is something that i formulated oh my god um literally 19 and a half years ago um is still our best seller um and funny enough our detox is another one of our best sellers so the 10-day detox kit which forms the cornerstone of um, of organic pharmacy wellness, is one of our best sellers. And then, uh, and then some of the more fun things like our hyaluronic acid serum, the corrective serums, which we launched about four years ago, um, really, really do well. So it's it's sort of very much a mixture, but it's interesting to see that that wellness and skincare, anti aging, sort of really go side by side. Exactly. And you also have treatments as well, right? In, yeah, yeah, we've got amazing treatments. Amazing. So Rose Crystal, which again, we launched 20 years ago, is still our number one treatment, but also our health assessment. So we do a health assessment, which basically scans your body It's a biometric device that scans your body. And our homeopath can see what's going on. It's like a quick snapshot and allows us to then make a very personalized assessment of what you need amazing so cool so, so in terms of like in your mind the future for organic pharmacy uh right now is it, it's predominantly uk based correct um uk us uh, we've got distributors um all around the world so uh, outside of the uk and the us germany um the, hong kong um scandinavia are our, our biggest markets pretty global then <laughs> yeah I, honestly i mean i still have to pinch myself which i'm doing now but yeah i i just i'd say we're global now yeah that's really exciting in terms of like um standalone like boutiques and stuff and i'm speaking from someone who you know you hear all about this like it's all online retail but there's so much power having your own physical stores right and having your own kind of space so currently is that is it only uk right now with the physical spaces yeah so right now akash we um we are in the uk with four locations um uh, we moved our original king's road store to um uh, the sloan square end same road but just different end um and and then we have Marlebone, Primrose Hill and Kensington. We did have stores in in uh, the US in LA and in New York. We had our LA store for about 10 years, but thankfully we closed those just before the pandemic. So actually that was a really really great move. Uh and the pandemic made it very very challenging for brands, retail brands. But having said that, I still think customer service, the touch and feel um, and specifically because we do a lot of treatments that cannot be done online, that needs love and nurture. So um, having a physical presence for me is, is really, really important. But then for brands who don't have a retail space, um, I'd say using pop-ups is a really great way of meeting your customers and speaking to them. There's still so much value in that. Exactly. And, and it's a bit more, you know, easier from a, a, just to test the concept, proof of concept to see if there's demand because, you know, then 
signing a lease and stuff can be quite taxing on P&L, bottom line, et cetera. But also um, you can then change up locations, right? You can make it, think of it like a moving store, which actually has its own benefits. Uh, but yeah, it just can be, then it can get more expensive because then you're moving things around. <laughs> you, sometimes, you know, paying for a two-day location can be equivalent to one month's rent sometimes in locations. It depends where. But we actually recently did a pop-up in LA and really, really good test and learn. It was in, in a mall in, in like the open area. And, uh, but you know, it's expensive just to rent a space for two days. You're talking like, uh, like, you know, about $15,000. That's like two days. That's like a month's rent, you know, like, uh, so you have to, you have to think about the cost of these things as well, which is important, but, but nothing's better than seeing in real life, your, the people, you know, in your physical space. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but just out of interest, where in LA did you do it? We did it in Century City Mall. So just, um, cause we, we were, we, we are, we were retailed in all the Sephora's. So we wanted to do a pop-up, our own pop-up, but still close enough and proximate, you know, to proximity to a Sephora store. Um, so we were looking at different locations and we thought, well, in LA, it's quite a open mall culture. Like, let's go to, uh, because, you know, in L.A. everywhere you have to drive. So it's hard to make people come to a specific pop-up store. But a mall, people are there. So Yeah, it's true. And the Century City Mall is, is really nice. That, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great mall. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's yeah. a huge project to do. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, we called it the safari experience. We had like two days of like people could come, win, like win, spin the wheel, get coconuts, branded Fable and Maine, and also buy the products as well. Um, and it was just amazing to see consumers and, and people we never thought we would ever reach, uh, but yeah. still were interested to learn about the brand and, 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 of course, get their free coconut. But still, once you have them in, they really got really immersed in the whole experience. And, and yeah. I think, you know, I even now have seen people DM us, like this is six months later, saying, oh, by the way, I, I've, I've now been using your products. I've been reordering it since I saw you in Century City, right? Wow. So they do work. And these are consumers that never thought they would need you know, to buy a prestige shampoo, right? You know, lucky yeah. shampoo. So, so I think it's really exciting to see um, how pop-ups can help you reach people that you never thought you would. Um, and therefore, you know, be experimenting with different areas yeah. um, of, a, of a city, for example. So, Very yeah. true. But a lot of work, therefore, not something I would do regularly like I would love I, once I get big enough I'll do it regularly but um I have had a friend who's come on the podcast Jamie Genevieve from Vive and she has a really good success record of doing rel- a lot of pop-ups um meet and greet uh either for a week or a few days and and you know they they have lines uh queuing out it every time she does it so Incredible. um yeah definitely pop-ups are you know a big strategy for her so it could be a big business driver uh, for a lot of people yeah, I totally Absolutely. agree. Totally agree. So I know now, you know, you also have created not just one incredible brand uh, and company, but you've also done two more. Uh, I would love for you to maybe explain a little bit about uh, House of Roxy and then we'll go to Charlie and Co after that. Absolutely. So um, one of the things that's very, very important to me is spirituality. Um, I practice that on a daily basis um, through energy work through um, gratitude um, and through, you know, all, any way that I possibly can. So House of Roxy was something that um, I launched with my daughter, um, who's amazing. She's a powerhouse of beautiful energy and love and light. And um, so it's it's a spiritual brand which does manifestations um, has the tools for manifestation and Roxy does some amazing um, manifestation ceremonies but also looking at how 
we can raise our vibration. So um, really, really beautiful things that can help us on a daily basis to to think about what we're doing. But, you know, I always think in order to change your mindset, you need to have some sort of ritual. Rituals help to to stop us thinking in one way and move us into a different direction. So whether it's burning incense in the morning, you know, we, we then look at all the old traditions, which all have rituals. So within the Indian tradition, there's rituals. Within the Persian tradition, there are rituals. Within the European tradition, there's rituals. You know, uh, the, a birthday is a ritual. Blowing out the candles is a ritual. Lighting a candle in the church is a ritual. So it's, it's looking at, at how we can build rituals on a daily basis that will, can help raise our vibration. And really, that's what House of Roxy does, but in a fun way, which makes it really accessible to people. And, and they don't feel like, oh my God, this is such a chore. It's like a, a really fun way of doing it. And I think that's exactly, you know, today, most people want easy access plus that whole Instagrammable, beautiful packaging, but plus just a, a, a way to feel like uh, even educated, like they need to learn step by step. And I think what I love about what you've done with House of Roxy with your daughter mm-hmm. is you've made it fun, accessible, mm-hmm. but also like you can kind of ease your way into it, right? Because a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, I think they need to prove that they, they can be a bit dubious about wellness or, or even, you know, mindfulness. Uh, and I think once you once they try, maybe it's some journaling or gratitude, or I love yeah. your cleanse and protect mist, right? Like if it, these, like, um, there are ways to just get people more and more into it because once yeah. you're in, you're in because it's really about investing in yourself. Right. And I think that's the whole point of, um, of, I think people sometimes, I, you know, I'm an engineer scientist and a lot of my friends, I try to get them into like, whether it's a meditation or micro meditations yeah. or whether it's about yoga and often that they have an association with it. And I think it's about, uh, you know, making, I think what you've done with House of Roxies, you've made it very accessible for everyone, which I love. Oh, thank you so much. And I, I do really genuinely believe that all of these things are related. So, you know, the, the old saying, I'm not creating it all. This is this is all the ancients who've created this. It's mind, body, spirit is very much a real thing. If your body is not well, your mind is not well. If your mind is not well, your spirit is not well and, and vice versa. So it's looking at how we can work on all three areas of our uh, mind, body, spirit to to help us. Exactly. I couldn't say be it better free. myself. Exactly. To help us be free. Which is what we all want at the end of the day. And it's, <laughs> it's so important. And and we lose track of it. So it's a it's a daily yeah. it's a practice. It's not something you do for one month and then it's bum. You know, Absolutely. you have to keep this as a as a way of life. Totally agree. I would love to also now talk about um Charlie and Co. Because uh, I have three Three doggers myself. And, you know, you, yeah. Uh, and my, my sister's going to say, um, they're more, I mean, because I'm barely at home and always traveling. And my sister is more like, that's dead, her dogs. But I mean, there are dogs. Uh, but Vegas was my first. He's a Maltese terrier, 10, <gasps> about 11 years old now. And then I have a Shipu, Shitsu Poodle, who's like five. And we have recently got, about a year ago, um, uh, Cavapoo. So, oh yeah, my god you. congratulations you. you are a father <laughs> I, i'm a father and uh it's funny because i always say like whenever i go home i always go like son i miss you and then my mom's yeah. like what about me like you never yeah. come home for me i'm like i'm like okay i get it like the love i have for my son i understand <laughs> she has yeah <laughs> and, and it's, a, it's a genuinely beautiful 
strong love. So Charlie & Co. came about because um, I have a beautiful friend called Shireen. And she is the proud mummy of, um, well, now two, but it used to be three beautiful fur babies. And yep. one of them is called Charlie. And Charlie had terrible skin problems. And Shireen asked me, she tried everything. She tried all sorts of shampoos and lotions and all sorts of things. And she said to me, please, I've tried everything. Will you create something for me? So I, at the time I thought, well, what can I do? I don't know anything about dogs. I mean, I, I had a dog, but I didn't know anything about grooming products or anything like that. So I said, let me give it a go. Um, and I made her a shampoo and, um, you know, I put in it this, the same love and care and attention that I would put in a human shampoo. Um, and she used it and Charlie's skin completely healed. And then she said to me, why don't we put this on the market because so many friends are asking for it. And that's exactly what we did. So, so now it's a, it's a range of, um, four, um, products, which are very, very simple, a shampoo, two shampoos, a balm and a fragrance. So that's it. And it's the love of dogs because we both absolutely love dogs and all animals. I now have two cats, um, Um, because I lost my, my love and, um, I'm just, I just can't replace her at the moment. Yeah. You, you know what it's like when you know. I know, know exactly know. what it's like. Uh, when yeah. you know, and, uh, and it's, it's that memories that you have, right? That's the thing that's just, it kind of, you know, that's, that's the driving force behind it. Exactly. They well. nestle their way into your hearts and then there's Literally. just no way that you can, you can move them. So, so that's what Charlie is. It's, it's a beautiful, lovely grooming range, which is made with, um, all the love, hundred percent natural, sustainable for, for all of our furry babies. And we do some really, really great. We've done some really fun things. So we've done doga, We've oh. done um, spore. So, so Charlie's now available in um, many of the six senses spas around the world for all the little furry friends to come and get a spore treatment. So you can go in there with your dog and, and they can get groomed, which is so nice. Oh, wow. So, okay. I'm going to bring my dogs. Uh, my sister is, is I'm, I'm sure she already is like done a lot of, she's like the huge, like she literally every day I speak to her, I'm like, what's your schedule? And she's like, well, my schedule is a dog schedule. I have to go to she's take right. her. Yeah. And it's so funny. Even now I look at my family chat and it's all about when is, can someone drop this one? And I was like, who dropped who? And it's like the dogs. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. They have a busier life than me. Oh, for <laughs> so sure. It's so funny. It's for so sure. When, when I had my dog, my whole social life was, was around her around, so exactly. I'd say to people is it a dog friendly restaurant um, exactly. you know otherwise I'm not coming yeah. um, I, I can only come for an hour because I need to go home <laughs> I'm, I feel exactly I mean I, I was this I had to like I moved to Paris for three years which I think put that separation between me and my uh, maybe a healthier okay. separation between yes. me and my dogs um, and now um, I kind of go regularly back to my family home, but you know, they, they have their, their big home. If I, they come to London to my little flat, they're like, not little, but they come to my flat. They will be like, um, uh, they'll stay by the door and they'll be like, yep, I need to go back home. (laughs) They're spoiled. So I try to like sometimes, uh, but I'm also like, uh, I think mindfully I'm like, it's good that I'm not built. I'm not getting too attached because I know, especially to Vegas, who's my first one. Um, you know, he's 11, uh, 12 and you know, he's, I can see it start to, unfortunately, you know, he's a bit different every time I see him. So I'm kind of, 
also protecting myself a bit by saying let's keep oh, that distance, I know. but I have yeah. to because I know I don't, I, you know, I don't know what it would be like otherwise. So, yeah. I, I hear I you. I hear you, yeah. Cash. It's 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 yeah. It's, it's tough. Painful. It's tough. It's tough. It's a painful. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, so I would love to a little bit talk about um, sort of business and life during the pandemic because it's such a relevant thing for most of us now. So. What were some of like your, like, did you find it, um, your experiences during the pandemic? Was it um, okay building everything from Zoom? Was it a bit of a struggle? I'm sure you had, you know, your stores as well. So, that must have been really tough. Yeah, we, we had to close most of our stores. Yeah. Uh, I think we kept one open as an emergency for people just to have access to remedies and advice um, and all the, you know, some of the tools that they could get. Um, we... Um, all of our spas were closed, our treatments were closed, um, our spa partners were closed, our hotel partners were closed. It was, it's, it's tough. I mean, not just for us as a business, but for everyone. Um, but I think it really taught me, um, a valuable lesson, which is going back to the grassroots and what's important in life. Mm. And when you take everything away, then ultimately what you're left with is all that's important. Exactly. That's so important. For me, it was, I was very fortunate because I live with my children and we used to go for walks um, and cook together and eat together. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a really nice bubble um, that, that we could be part of, which was very, very lucky. But I know that many people didn't have that. Um, and I can't imagine what that was like. Exactly. No. Uh, and did you have any, um, whether it was previous or even newly founded, like routines or rituals that kept you grounded and you, that you can share, maybe like a daily routine that you could share with us? Yeah, I, I think that, that for me, the, the starting the day with gratitude that I really felt through the pandemic, like, OK, what am I grateful for today? Um, that really, really did help me. Um, the, it is scientifically proven that gratitude changes your mindset and your mind and your life actually changes your life and brings so many more opportunities into your being um uh, and i think the the i mean obviously skincare routines because we couldn't go anywhere for treatments so i found that i spent a lot more time looking after my skin and doing more treatments at home um but also the eating so you know we had to you had to buy local, you had to buy fresh, which is one of the things that I love to do anyway. But the pandemic literally, it, it took it, again, it takes everything away and brings you back to the the, the local surrounding, which is really what's the most healthy. Uh, and so I still find that I have those habits of going to my um, farmer's market or shopping from my local stores um, and, and, and cooking fresh. And I think that forms the basis of health for, for anything and anyone. I don't know about you, but like I'm now getting, I kind of miss a little bit of that stillness. And I know like, for example, it's a choice. Like I can choose to be still if I want to, not always on the go. Uh, but recently, like just my last six weeks, I was in Korea, LA, New York, Texas, and I go to India next week. And it's quite overwhelming because the world is sort of back up and running. And, you know, naturally your retailers and there's a lot more demand happening and a yearn for in-person meetings and in-person events. What is it like for you right now? And, and like, yeah, what's your thoughts on all of that kind of back to normality? Yeah, no, I totally agree, Akash. There's a, certainly a lot more travel happening. Um, and I think that I'm just a lot more aware of my needs. 
So whereas in the past, I used to just keep going and going and going and going until I fell, as Mm. in until I drop and couldn't move. Um, Now I'm much more aware and I think, okay, so you've done that amount of traveling. Uh, Now you need to just make sure that you take time to recover and rest and recuperate, business allowing. But, um, you know, even whilst you're traveling, I think it's important to make space and time to to allow yourself to recover. And I think that's that's the, the important thing. I don't know, maybe maybe you find that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm just really, I mean, everything you're saying is like things I wish someone told me a few weeks ago, but I'm figuring that it's so good that you say it now because it's exactly that. Like I, I kind of was okay with the idea of, it's bad to say, but mini burnouts, right? I was like, I'll, I'll go crazy and I'll recover and I'll go again. And Usually it's because the business needs, but at the end of the day, the business needs what I need and I can still dictate that, right? I have a choice. Uh, In my mind, I'm like, I have to go to this event. It's so important, but I could send someone else or I could, you know, move it later. Like there's always choices. And I think I'm learning now prioritizing me in all of that is is crucial and not just for the business but for for, for, for me of course as, as selfishly as I need to put myself first and recently I've been really run down very overworked and and I think um and my sister's really good at that because she she knows her balance uh and I think I need to and we're 50 50 in this and I think I sometimes need to you know, and she's never forcing me to overwork or, or she, I think I need to take a leaf on her book and sometimes just take a step back and assess, assess everything and be like, today, how am I feeling? Yeah. Am I overwhelmed? Yeah. Cancel everything. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it's um, okay. It absolutely is okay. Um, and people understand that they really, they really do. And sometimes it's okay to say, no, I'm really sorry. I can't. Exactly. Really no, sorry. And I think you said, that we, and even when you travel, you are whatever, you're busy, you know, normal day to day. It's setting that time aside. So I've actually now um, told all my team, no meetings for me until yeah. after 11, um, yeah. which sounds odd because, uh, but it's mainly because of obviously you have different time zones as well. But it's more, I know I sometimes sleep late. That's just who I am as a human. But I don't like to, I've been consistently waking up at whatever time and rocking straight to a meeting, you know, and yeah. I don't want to do that. I, if I, I need my morning, maybe meditation, gym, I yeah. don't even have breakfast. I need to start putting those time for me. So if I know I wake up at say nine or eight because I slept in late, I will at least have my two hours for me, you know? Yeah. Um, so important. If, if there are any entrepreneurs listening, listen to what Akash just said. You yeah. need your me time. And that's, you know, one of the things that I could go back and tell myself, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, when you start, you, quite often you're doing 15, 20 hour days. Yeah. And that's no joke. You literally no are joke. doing it's a reality. 15, 20, it's I, a reality. And you enjoy it. That's, the, that's yeah, the, the, the worst part of it all is, is like you don't realize a taxing effect long term on your body or your mental health because it's easier to say yes when you like it um, yeah. and when you want to do it. And for me, I, I love working on my company. It's like the most joy I bring. But I think maybe saving a few more hours to me would still bring the same joy, but just be a bit more, maybe bring joys in other forms of my life. And and I also notice when things go necessarily not to plan or work goes mm-hmm. wrong, it's good to not have, you know, all your time spent in one thing, uh, building yeah. a company. You need to like you know, have your moments where you, you're going for your walks, you're going, you're going painting, or something for you that you can also enjoy, get another daily joy out of. I think it's very, very... For important. sure, for sure. It's part of wellness and mm-hmm. finding balance is you can't be a good CEO if you're not balanced. No, 
Exactly. And I'm noticing it now. I, 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 I'm not balanced and I, I, and I feel like I'm not being the best CEO I can be. And I need to sometimes hold myself accountable, but also tell my team to hold me accountable, which is why I put these meetings in. But also I've told my assistant who's just started me recently, I said to her, like, you know, I'm, I say this now on a podcast, I say this openly and then tomorrow I'll, I won't be doing it. Right. It's just human nature. I have a lot to grow and learn, but I can at least hold myself accountable and have others on me until I'm stronger to be fully in control of myself. I still feel I have a lot to grow and learn on that because um, I don't have, I was much as I like to say I do, I don't have the the strength yet mentally to, to stick to these words. You know? yeah. uh, no, no, I hear you, Akash, and, and it's a daily struggle. So, you know, I, it's taken me all of these years to finally get to a place of balance. Uh, and that's after 20 years of starting my own company. So, you know, exactly, yeah. it's it's a daily learning process it's a daily reminder it's it's constantly saying and it's it's okay you know I always say it's okay to make a mistake it's okay not to be perfect just we need to be aware that's all just the awareness is all self-awareness is the most it starts there then everything comes second action is obviously important but self-awareness is priority first yeah Um, so I couldn't agree more no thank you for those words I needed to hear it at this current time so (laughs) uh, I'm sure many listening would also be like okay this is exactly what I needed to hear now because I think it's a very common common uh trend right now with pandemic to post-pandemic to a lot of people starting their own businesses as well. And it, it can be very taxing, very, yeah. very taxing. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to go before fire round questions. I have a desert island situation. So I'm inviting you to a founder beauty retreat, uh, but I'm being very strict. It's more uh, TSA, you know, security is being annoying. And they're saying you can only bring one organic pharmacy product with you. So which is your go-to from your range? Oh, uh, it would have to be the antioxidant serum. That's that's the number one. Um, I can use it on the face, on the body, on the lips, um, around the eyes. That's the one. Love it. I'd be love a, we love a, a multiverse product that can be universally used. So that's <laughs> great. Um, um, and especially, yeah, especially if you only have one product, that those kind of products are essential. So I love that. Um, my, now, fire round question. So this is first thing that comes to your mind. So yeah. my first question is, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving slash using right now? Oh my gosh, that's such a difficult question. Because I know, there's so many. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't actually use another brand. Oh, okay. Honestly, that's also that. Honestly, honestly I, I love this answer. This is this is the reality. I genuinely don't. So um, I love that because over twenty years, you've been creating products for you as well, not just for you know. They they are all for me. Um, yeah. Honestly, I love that. No, that's that's the answer I like there. That's perfect. I mean, I people ask me like, what other hair products do you use? And I'm like, genuinely, I just use Fable and Main. Like, it's just <laughs> my, it's just what I use because it's it's. Um, I love it. And I, I owe that to my sister. You know, she's the one who created these products. I, I, yeah, I, listen, chemist. if we don't love yeah. our own products, then then we're in the wrong well, business. Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't agree better myself. Um, okay. Next question is, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? A guilty pleasure of mine um, is a dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate. That is a guilty pleasure. Or a glass of red wine. Or both together. Or both <laughs> together. <laughs> What are you currently watching or reading? Oh my gosh, it's so, this is crazy. Um, um, I am currently watching Gaia. Mm. I don't know if you have Gaia. No, I know, but I haven't. But yeah, I haven't seen it's it. It's like Netflix. 
Yeah. It's like Netflix for spirituality. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm watching William Henry's Ascension Masters. Um, if anyone's into anything like that, it's, it's so good. Wow, okay. Um, because I've been asking the universe a lot of questions yep. about life and spiritual growth and all of that. And that was it. William Henry came into my inbox um, and he's really great to listen to. And Ascension Masters is like the story of, um, I don't know, us as humans, how we move from the past mm. right the way through to how we grow a spiritual, moving from the physical body into the spiritual body. I love that. Okay, I need to check that out. So I can't tell you, I can't tell you how yet because I haven't watched the series. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm on episode four. I'm going to download, because uh, I've heard about Gaia and Deepak Chopra and a few, few people I know have uh, episodes and stuff on, on there, but I, I never actually got around to downloading it. So It's really great. It's really, yeah, really great. It's got yeah. a lot of you, different areas, you, yoga, yeah. wellness. Everything. Things. Yeah, amazing. Do you have a favorite social media platform right now? Um, I'm just learning TikTok as in Instagram used to be my favorite social media platform, but my daughter's recently introduced me to TikTok and I have to say that's my new one. So I really love watching all the funny. I love that, that it's so light and mm. fun. And sometimes you just need to forget about everything and just watch some cat videos. Exactly. Or dog ones. Couldn't, couldn't agree better myself. I mean, literally, uh, it's like you have to limit the time it can be yeah, a, a whole like spiral of like wait i spent an hour on here uh but generally speaking yes uh, it's so important to have the daily little uh, i call it like my, my little um very ephemeral digest of content that i just need yeah. to have in my life yeah. so what's uh, what's your favorite one my, mine is TikTok right now um I, I still like in terms of posting i'm still an instagrammer i like you know my main updates Although, having said that, I'm really enjoying LinkedIn too. Um, oh, okay. I, I find, yeah, really interesting. I know as a social media platform, it's more of a business, but it's still social media, but it's more yeah. of a great, because my, my life right now is mainly my work. I feel like when I want to share stuff, I feel sometimes Instagram and like obviously TikTok isn't the best place for that. Instagram can be, yeah. but TikTok less. Uh, whereas my community on LinkedIn, I feel like I get, it gets a little bit more appreciated, the content I'm putting out. Whereas often when I post on Instagram, a lot of my friends are like, okay, enough Fable and Main. I will follow Fable and Main if I want to see Fable and Main post about you. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, but my day is predominantly Fable. Like I don't do yeah. much apart from working. I'm not going to, and yeah. I, I don't have, I have the energy or bandwidth to create those content. I'm not that kind of Same. creator anymore, you know? Um, so I, I am a user of the TikTok platforms, I would yeah. say, right? But not a producer of content. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm the same. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite quote that you kind of have close to your heart? I guess, I guess um, one that I could just generally share is that yeah. always listen to your intuition. It's not really a quote, but... No, but that's um, perfect. Yeah. That's something that I wish I'd always followed and listened to. Mm. Um, and when I don't, I make mistakes. And it's so true. And, and often, if it's your intuition and your heart, you know, you don't, you can't really regret it because it's really what you authentically felt, right? Yeah. Um, I think when you don't go with your intuition and things don't go to plan, it's a lot easier to put regret on that and, and mistake. Yeah. So I think Agreed. it's generally, it's, it's a smarter move in that sense anyway. But generally what you feel is often you're right. And there's yeah. no, and in life, there's no right and wrong, really. There's just always, everything has a pro and a con, right? It's yeah. just a decision. 
so uh, true. Yeah, There's no right or wrong. There's, There's no just right experiences. Wrong. Exactly. And my last question, Margot, is if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, um, what would you, or, you know, in, in the well-being space, what would you be doing right now that's quite different to what you're doing? Um, if I wasn't a beauty entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I'd definitely be doing something in, in spirit, um, yeah. in terms of something spiritual. So I don't know what that would look like, but I don't know whether it would be a teaching school or yeah. um, uh I just know that it's to do with spiritual growth. Yeah. But I don't well, know what I, that would be. Yeah, I think it will. Also, like, this is why I love asking this question, because I'm sure hey, it, it will come. It's kind of already happening with House of Roxy. You know, you're already <laughs> doing this. Uh, but generally speaking, um, yeah, th- this is... Uh, I love also seeing people's, like... Um, I call them like multiple lives because we're all, we're all multifaceted. And I often get annoyed when I see on a piece of paper, like occupation, it has one space. I'm like, well, why yeah. can't we do multiple things? Yeah. Um, or, you know, reinvent ourselves over our life. So yeah, it's, it's so true. I mean, I guess the ultimate goal for, for everyone is to be free, um, to whatever be free. it is to be, yeah. we, we're due to be free of. And, and I, I guess I'm working on that. And if I can help other people become free somehow, then, mm. um, that's a good thing to do. Absolutely. But I'm still learning. Yeah. And, and exactly going back to that 360, right? We're always still learning. Uh, yeah. But as we learn, we can still teach others our learnings. Exactly. Exactly. Very important. Um, but no, Margaret, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the podcast and coming to meet you in person very soon. We'll, we'll, we'll grab a, a coffee or a lunch. Uh, but in the meantime, where can everyone find you and the organic pharmacy okay so organic pharmacy is on instagram uh, at the organic pharmacy uh, www.theorganicpharmacy.com is our website and me personally i'm marco morone um, i'm also on instagram so um, yeah thank you so much akash it's been such a pleasure chatting with you um, and you. congratulations on uh, fable and Maine. Thank you so much. And now excited to be in this space with you and can't wait to to uh, get to know you a bit more uh, over the next couple of years. And I know I can definitely use your advice because you already helped me a lot today. So just thank you Oh, so thank that. you. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable and Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.